Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Rat. The incredible story of Ryan Brazier just continued. Yeah, he just pitched one inning, two strikeouts, no hits, no runs, no walks against his former team in the Boston Red Sox in his Dodgers win over the aforementioned Red Sox, 7-4. Why is that important? Why is it notable? Well, let's just say this. It punctuated an unbelievable run, an unbelievable story. His ERA with the Dodgers is under one right now, 0.99. Batting average against, 144. 27 strikeouts in 27 and thirds innings, three earned runs during that time. Yep, he has been, since June 21st, his first game with the Dodgers, one of the best pitchers, one of the best relief pitchers in Major League Baseball. So how did it happen? This is the opportunity for us to explain exactly that. We're going to resurface the Ryan Brazier podcast that we did when he was right in the middle of this run of him explaining to us, baseballs and boring, explaining for the first time what exactly happened, how he came about this run, how he changed and landed in this place, which has put him as one of the best relief pitchers in all of baseball. So there you go. Here it is. A baseball isn't boring on the go. Ryan Brazier. Back to um, when DFA in Boston, um, were you surprised by it? Uh, yes and no. Um, you know, it's one of those things, like I keep saying, like, yeah, it sucks and it did suck, but, you know, it is a business and people got to do what they got to do. And, uh, as, as shitty as it was and, and, and how it happened and stuff, um, you know, I'm a big believer in, you know, getting chances and making the most of them. And, 
you know, kind of did the same thing uh, or hoping to do the same thing here in L.A. that happened in Boston in 18. <laughs> OK, so uh, good point uh, that 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 uh, that path in Boston was kind of nuts. Um, out of nowhere, next thing you know, you're yelling at Gary Sanchez in the postseason. I mean, it's, 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 uh, amongst other things, I don't know why that jumped out, but anyway, you did very well. But, um, so you get the FA now, you become out there, uh, and which yeah. is which is like tough, man. Like, it's it's a tough thing for anybody because you know, it's uncertainty. Did sure. it, was there was there an right away? Uh, feeling okay, this isn't going to be a long thing. I'm going to be able to hook on with someone. In other words, did teams immediately say, "Hey, like much like the Dodgers ended up doing"? Or was it yeah, a bit of a yeah. Wait? There was there was. Um, I, I know that a few teams, you know, they tried to do like some trading stuff, like right after it happened, and none of that worked out. And then uh, when I was a free agent, I talked to you know a handful of teams about a big league deal, and it kind of just kept dragging out for a few days, you know, roster moves that teams would have to do and stuff. And so finally, um, you know, started talking to teams about a minor league deal and kind of had a pick of, you know, a bunch of places where I wanted to go and um, or could have gone. And the Dodgers FaceTimed me and we had a pretty good call, you know, on, on, on you know, face kind of face to face. And they laid out a really good plan and it was kind of hard to, to see myself going somewhere else after hearing what they had to say. It, it seems like they're good at that. It, it seems like – so who, well, was and, on, and who, be, who, who was on the call? I'd be lying to you if I didn't say that that was a big reason of, you know, coming here. You know, you, you look at their track record and, you know, what they've done with guys in the past and, you know, for a 35, almost 36-year-old, anything that might be able to be a lot to, you know, make me better or, you know, make what I have already better – um, it just seemed like a super easy answer to to come here. Who who was on the call? Um, Kingston and uh, Rob Hill. Okay, so yeah. so um, it's funny you say that, and this is sort of maybe the theme of the whole deal is when Deakman came to town, your former teammate, he yeah. had just been picked up by the Rays. Right. And you know, and everybody wants the secret sauce, right? That right. term is like with it's just, and they they bristle at it. I talked <laughs> to Kyle Snyder. I talked to, but Deegan was great talking about it, and um, and he said the sort of the same thing. Where listen, I mean, they have a track record for right. figuring out what works for guys. And when you listen, like I've been like, for, so for instance, for them, and we'll get to like what the Dodgers said to you, but for him and for the Rays, you hear this from multiple people is just throw the ball over the plate, throw the ball over the plate. Okay. Get to strike one. Cause usually yeah. good things are going to happen. Um, and he said, you know, I, you kind of hear that, but when you hear it from them, it sort of hits different. And we know like he's gone on to do really good things with the Rays. Um, right. So what was the message them? Okay, go ahead. What was the message from, from the Dodgers? Well, it, mainly it was, it was they wanted me to be who I am, essentially. You know, I throw a lot of strikes, you know, command the zone. Um, I added a new pitch, which I think has been massive um, in the success I've had the last month or so. But uh, really just be yourself and attack, guys. And like you said, they're – it's huge on, you know, first pitch strikes. And it's like that everywhere. But like you said, it kind of hits different. Um, but, uh, 
just a, a few minor things that that kind of you know kind of clicked and had a couple of outings in in AAA and my second one I threw the cutter a lot and it was really good. Um, was that the new and, pitch? Yeah. Okay. The new so, pitch. So, so you hadn't thrown the cutter. I can't. So no. I mean, uh, I, I, I the, when they when they called me initially, they they said that you know they like my stuff, they like my fastball, the slider, um, but they could really see how a cutter would benefit, you know, how I pitch or whatever. And uh, they brought me to Arizona for like ten days. <clears throat> they told me, you know, we're gonna if we sign you, we want to bring you to Arizona and you know have you work on it, throw some bullpens, and you know if it's good, you know, no telling what could happen. And um, so I went to Arizona for 10 days and threw a couple of bullpens and a couple of IBPs and it actually came on a lot faster than I thought it would. Um, just kind of natural, I guess. And went to OKC and had a couple of good clean outings and then got called up. You had never thrown a cutter before? No, never. Even. And it's ever. funny because when, ever, when they call me and whenever I talk to them and they told me that was one of their ideas the next morning when I was, you know, still working out throwing, I started trying to throw it and it was like a sinker and it, I could not get it to move to the, you know, the right way. And so I was kind of nervous, but once I got there and, and, and talked to some of their guys and, and started playing catch with it and stuff, it just kind of came around. How did you, now I'm sort of fascinated by this because it's not a lot of times where you get to this stage in your career, like, by the way, here, throw this pitch that you never threw before. This is right. how you, this is how you grip it. This is how you throw. And you've been around guys who threw cutters before. Yeah. But, okay, so how does – who who is the person – how does that work? Does the, does the coach say, okay, this is how we want you to grip it. This is how we want you to spin it. This is uh, all of yeah. it. Really? Well, and, and they said, like, you know, the way that you throw and the way, you know, your hand and stuff comes through, like, we think it would be a relatively easy pitch. Um, and the first day I got there to throw, he showed me one grip, and I was getting a little bit of movement on it. Um, and then the next day he showed me another one and it's basically, you know, I'm throwing it just like a fastball and I'm, I started getting some, some movement on it. And the more I've been throwing it, the more, um, like consistent it's gotten, but, uh, but yeah, that's basically, I got who, there. And who, who, said, who is it? Who is your cutter Yoda? Who is uh, Rob Hill. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, He's down in, in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. One of the guys that works for the pitchers in, in, in Arizona and in the Dodgers organization, but. But yeah, man, it it's been kind of crazy, you know, pitching for fifteen years, and and you know now I'm throwing a new pitch. <laughs> did you ever? I, I hate to belabor it, but did you ever even like toy with the idea of it? No, I mean I never because you had a slider because you had a slider had a, harder, and a fastball. Yeah, yeah, I had a harder slider, and you know I always thought that that was kind of the same thing, and it's not. <laughs> what so? When you look back, when you look back at, you know, with with the Red Sox, let's say from the beginning of this spring training to to when you left, what was the thing you look back? Was it just simply like, hey, listen, I I was throwing fastball. I think you were throwing fastballs like almost 50 percent of the time. Um, Man, you know, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it was frust- super frustrating, obviously. And I and I and. I would have a few good outings and then I'd give up like three or four runs. And, and, and I don't know. It just, I don't know. I really, it's, it's hard to, but your stuff was still there. Like, yeah, I mean, my fastball was still the same. It Mm -hmm. just, you know, I think some bad luck followed by a couple of hard hit balls. And, you know, before you know it, you have a few runs on the board. 
Well, before we get to the sort of the 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 post cutter, the we'll stay with the pre cutter. Like when you had done so many good things with the Red Sox, and obviously the organization believes in you. So in that time, when you're going up and down, does Cora, does Ed Pitt Bush, to the pitching coach, does, did anyone give you a sort of the pep talk? Say, hey, listen, you're good, man. You're good. Don't worry about the ups and the downs. You're good. Yeah, I mean, I, that's kind of comes with the territory, you know. I mean, I, that's what they got kind of got to do. But um, yeah, I mean, I think everybody there had my back, and like I, earlier I said, you know, it's a business. Like, you know, people people have ideas of how they want stuff done, and you know how they think it's going to get better. And unfortunately, I was on the shit end of the stick for that one. And you know, I get it. Like, it does suck. It really sucks. I loved Boston. I love pitching at Fenway every night, but. You know, bad situations turn into good situations. And so I'm, you know, I got I got to go home for two weeks. I got to go to my son's couple of his baseball tournaments. I got to see him hit his first home run. Oh, and, look at that. And, yeah. And really? so like, you know, I yeah, it does it sucks. It sucked bad. But you know, like I said earlier, now I'm sitting in Pasadena not worrying about traffic trying to get to LA. The, the, from the shit under the stick. I like that. Such an underutilized, yeah. such an underutilized yeah. phrase. 